This time on No Not The Mind Probe, episode number 54, London Underground 2, the sequel, C-C-S-E-A-C, because because they live in the sea. C-C, the sequel. Sequel. I didn't have a clever word for quill, Mm. but the C part, that's dead on. Welcome to no, not the mind probe. Uh, I just if can't. You, uh, if you've forgotten, you know, like someone's trying like, to, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's not the mind probe I'm looking for. It's something else. Yeah. Um, if people are casually like trying to prompt you, is it the mind probe? I get that all the time. Mm. Um, this is a podcast where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever, ever. Whoa. has ever existed or will exist that that's that's going to be the impressive part is when, when we do <laughs> ranking stories that haven't been written yet but we know are coming but that's a whole quantum that's our quantum episode so we'll get to that uh my name is john granite and i am a lifelong doctor who fan i have been watching it for 37 years uh, my name is porter mason so i briefly forgot who i was my name is porter <laughs> mason <are> <laughs> and john's been asking me did you remember the Admiral? Uh, oh gosh, what was his name? On uh, but they did an impression. Phil Hartman oh, did an impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Admiral Stockdale. Yeah. On uh, the, who am I? What am Why I doing am I here? here? <laughs> um, uh, God, uh, that would have been a great vice president. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John's been asking me to watch uh, old SNL <laughs> sketches for 25 <laughs> years, and a year or so ago, I finally said yes, and I said, while I'm at it, I'll watch Doctor Who as well. Sure. Each episode of this podcast. We look at two Doctor Who stories. We go through the newer, still very old, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but slightly the newer, fresher. Yeah. the newer uh, series is in, in order. And then Doctor Who, uh, our, our Doctor Who sommelier, John, mm-hmm. pairs mm-hmm. the newer Who with an older Who story. John, what do we have in store for this episode? Well, this episode, we're under the sea. Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't offend people by doing a, a, a Jamaican accent. It's best <laughs> yes, not to. Please, please, let's <laughs> best not, not to. Uh, that's the black face of radio, and I will mm-hmm, not be a part mm-hmm. of it. Um, uh, so, yes, we, uh, we, we return to our old friends, uh, the Silurians and the Sea Devils. Um, the first encounter with, uh, with, the, with them in the new series um, as Matt Smith and Karen Gillan, now Roryless. Or, or, or about to be royalists, I, I guess I should say. Spoilers. Uh, yeah. Spoilers. Um, uh, uh, they, uh, so, yeah. So, Rory, for at least until the end, um, I encountered them. Uh, uh, and uh, it's a lot. It's mining. The story has everything. Um, it's a giant drill. It's great. Uh, uh, and then uh, we have paired that, of course, with the sequel to the infamous Doctor Who and the Silurians. And again, people, I emphasize that that is the full correct uh, title. No, it's Doctor the Sea Who Devils and the Silurians. No, this is the Sea Devils, no, not no, Doctor but, Who. But I'm saying it's just a sequel to the Doctor Who and the Silurians. Oh, but is this is not Devils. called Doctor Who and the Sea Devils. No, it's, it's just Doctor just Who the and the Silurians. Yes. But this is just the Sea Devils, this full stop. Just the Sea Devils, full stop. So we have a, a, a third Doctor Joe, and the Master is back. Porter's favorite of all. Yay. The <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's recap these episodes. By the way, I earlier referenced spoilers, and I was trying to think of the scenario in which this would make sense, which is that you would listen to this podcast, not watch the episodes, but not otherwise watch Doctor Who, and so that the plot of these episodes is only revealed to you by our recaps, <laughs> which would be a fascinating way to take in these episodes. We, <laughs> we love to see, we should we should uh, we should do this to uh, one of your children, uh, and we should only. <laughs> allow them to listen to experience Doctor Who through these podcasts uh, and then send them to a convention in 30 years and study them. We'll be behind a little blind. We'll be behind like a little, little fake TARDIS. Sort of like a game of telephone and then eventually <laughs> you rewrite. That. Maybe this is how they come up with the novelizations. They just yes. tell and tell and tell. In, in some cases, the novelizations do appear to be written by someone who heard about Doctor Who from someone else <laughs> who watched it uh, and is is trying to uh, to capture the that basic mise en scène, shall we say, of uh, of the story. Um, yeah. All right, all right. Back on track. Back on yeah, track. We're right going to recap oh, these episodes. Sorry, Look, is... people are waiting to hear how this is <laughs> yeah. going to go. People um, don't know what's going to happen, and I already killed the ending by, by reviewing Rory's departure. So, for the newer who are um, mm -hmm. the Hungry Earth, Cold Blood, this is a two-episode arc uh, in series five, episodes eight and nine that aired uh, the twenty-second and the twenty-ninth, I imagine, yes, of May in two thousand ten, uh, and. Uh, we, as you mentioned, uh, we have the 11th Doctor, we have Amy Pond, and we do have Roy Williams, and mm -hmm. actually, no reason to think we wouldn't have him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, we end up in, um, we're, we're gonna end up uh, going underground, uh, but first, I actually think they're going to Rio. Uh, let's start okay. off with they a clip. With, oh, and I mentioned this is story number 209 of, Ooh. I believe, the, is it 275? Lucky 209, uh, folks. Yeah, 275. 297. Oh, so, oh yeah, so. we're roaring up to 300. We're roaring up and Rory is roaring down. All right, here is a little clip that John found of the <laughs> Look at that. Perfect. Dyslexia never stopped Da Vinci or Einstein. It's not something new. I don't understand what you're going to do. Two-faced pan. First, the sensors and cameras will let us know when something arrives. Second, if something does arrive, I use this to send a sonic pulse through that network of devices. A pulse which would temporarily incapacitate most things in the universe. Knock them out. Cool. Lovely place to grow out around here. Suppose. I want to live in a city one day. As soon as I'm old enough, I'll be off. I was the same where I grew up. Did you get away? Yeah. Do you ever miss it? So much. Is it monsters coming? Have you met monsters before? Yeah. Scared of them? No, they're scared of me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Dramatic. Badass. Badass doctor. Always, trying to impress kids. Always impressing the kids. Okay. So uh, I'm going to have a brief aside here at the very beginning, ah. which is like, as I mentioned, they get off the TARDIS and the immediate thing is, we thought we were going to Rio. Hmm. And, and there's a joke of Amy's like, I'm not dressed for it. And I want to stop right now and ask, put this to you, John. Is this sort of general joke used too much of that the doctor <laughs> is ending up in the wrong place in the wrong time? And like, because he, the TARDIS and he clearly can be very specific other times. And I guess I just want to address like, it's either a part of the character that doesn't make sense because it's like, how is it possibly very exact other times and then completely off in other ways or is it just like 
a joke that they're going to a lot. And, and then in which case I was like, do we go to this joke a lot? Like, it's like just constantly, but I thought this would be Rio when we're in Wales. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just something about this one in particular shocked me. Like, yep, there, yeah, there it is again. Like we, you know, there's that thing. Well, today, uh, or did quite... we just want Amy Pond in a short skirt? That's the other thing. In short pants. Is that right. another there's thing? A lot of different mean? levels to this, right? So clearly, well, first of all, it's a very funny joke, obviously. And Doctor Who fans, <laughs> no matter how many times, it's like, this isn't real. He's not. And then you just laugh. I have to often pause the, the DVD to laugh at it. Um, so it's a very funny joke, and obviously, you know, you, you, you once you when you when you found gold, you mine it until the <laughs> seam is is empty, and clearly there's more to go. Um, in universe, uh, in the next season, there is actually an explanation uh, for for almost fifty years of this, um, which is kind really, of yeah, uh, it is. It's kind of cool. It's actually oh, like why cool. they are drawn to <clears throat> why these they are, why they often don't go where uh, where he wants them to go, um, and it is it is explained. But other times they do. By Neil well, right? I mean other yeah. Other times, yeah, they so do. other times they do. Um, yeah, I mean it's yeah, obviously interesting. it's obviously the convenience of um, uh, of uh, uh, you know the writers. Um, <clears throat> although it is uh, in some ways it does make sense in that uh, the doctor is supposed to just be this happy go lucky guy who's just wandering around having fun. So of course he's not going to go to boring places that are or places full of deadly spiders uh for the most part um and those are by the way you're mean advertise that in their travel brochures by the way come <laughs> for the deadly spiders yeah exactly. for the quality cooking uh so yes it's just sort of like okay yeah i guess you know if, if you're gonna end up in some weird boring place you got to give some reason for it it's hard to come up with a good reason so i guess they're always trying to get somewhere and they go somewhere accidentally um uh but yes again i i think it's just mainly because it's, it's a really funny funny joke uh, okay. Uh, because you know, I mean, how you la- when you get in your car and you go somewhere and you end up in the wrong place, and you get out of your car and you just go, end up hanging out wherever that uh, place is, uh, uh, yeah, and you laugh hysterically, right? And yes, that, and I do. <laughs> Until you're and attacked again, by monsters. It is the ostensible reason that Karen Gillan is in short pants. Right. By the way, Rory and the Doctor not dressed for Rio, so that's but, no. I think know, Rory's he, wearing like a puffy vest. Yeah, it is sort of interesting. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Well, they land in a small Welsh town that I will not attempt to pronounce. Yeah. Uh, Coom, I don't know. I'm not. I don't even know. Uh, of course, they're in Wales, and they get out, and we see actually the teaser for the episode is a very small group running an enormous drill. Yes, there's um, only like three people there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the middle of Wales, they're running this enormous drill to the center of the earth for reasons, probably science and other reasons well we I, find out later there's some minerals or something there i know actually i i because of course we've laughed about mining being a major thing and of course they're constantly drilling uh drilling and, um, rerouting I, power i listened very closely to this one and i don't think they ever explained why they're they're just drilling they're just oh, no like, they did they did, did she they? said remember the um the blue grass that the doctor noticed at the beginning right she independently also said we saw the blue grass there which indicated there were um minerals in high concentration there in a way that aren't in any other part of the country now why they were drilling so deep yeah really that, right yeah. that wasn't clear but other than maybe they did some other kind of imaging and they thought these veins of minerals were, were down there below which they were i mean basically they were picking up on something in the silurian civilization that they wanted to mine <laughs> and um i think so i think we should I found it. this should be probers let's start a gofundme for us hmm. uh and i think that we should 
make a pitch to the U.S. government for a massive grant to build a giant drill. And yeah. then when they're like, why do you want to build this drill? I'm like, because we want to get to the as deep as we can. And they'll be like, I think what, there's do, what do you two... expect to find there? I don't know. We just want to drill as deep as we possibly can. I think there's two the funds. One is for the drill to mine, perhaps not even to the center of the earth, just straight through the other side, just all the way through. <laughs> and then there's another fund that occasionally... Uh, we should just be able to go into various places throughout the world and just reroute the power around. Just okay. reroute yeah. all the power. The power rerouting project. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, think about how we could solve all our global problems if, like, right now, someone just rerouted the power around Russia, and then they just be like, oh, "There's no power." You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we rerouted it. And so we rerouted it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, there's a, so as we discussed, it's not just a small operation; they're all related. It's a small mom and pop drilling to the center of the <laughs> it's earth. Just mom and pop. It's just like drilling operation. A guy, his girlfriend, and and his son-in-law are drilling to the center of the earth. Um, apparently to like a record, like no one's ever drilled. I yep. think it was 26 miles uh, below the earth. I mean, I guess you're ignoring Inferno, which, you know, I guess didn't happen in this universe. I guess. I mean, they, they it seemed, they seemed to indicate this was, had never happened before. I mean, because you'd think there'd also be like a history of drilling, right? I mean, it'd be a terrible <laughs> right. book, but it must exist. And everybody's like, Hey, remember the last time this happened and we almost destroyed the planet? Uh, well, you know, that? You, you <laughs> think there'd, no. either, there'd be like kind of docudramas on the drilling channel where they kind of go through. <laughs> <laughs> past great drilling operations <laughs> so um they they drill farther into the earth and uh bad stuff happens and we see that the son-in-law gets sort of swallowed into the earth essentially like oh almost looks like quicksand um the doctor and amy go to investigate it rory is separated for oh he's putting the engagement ring um yeah, back yeah. she said oh, don't take this ring you'll you'll lose it so they get separated uh Amy, as they're investigating the the drill, Amy also falls into the earth, which is not great. Um, the doctor had to believe like minutes prior, promised Rory, I will take the best yeah. care of her. Nothing will happen. She's, She's immediately doomed. falling yeah. into the earth. And I will say in a not completely believable, like just the way they filmed her, uh, the doctor hanging onto her while she sort of falling into quicksand. Um, I think... It just needed to happen quicker for it to be believable that he couldn't hang on because it or she couldn't because it just kind of looked like you just let, they let go of each other. <laughs> it just wasn't yeah. totally believable. I mean, like, you know, if, if if you're slowly being pulled into the ground, I think I would try to reach and get a better grip on your shoulders. Yeah, exactly. Or right. Like, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, well, and it's, also, you know, it's good that we're ready for this. But I mean, I guess it's possible the doctor in some ways was surmising well, I don't want her to fall in there, but I don't believe she's going to be immediately suffocated in there. So, because what I mean is, he could have put more of himself in there and yeah. fallen in too if he was really, you know, feeling like she was in immediate danger. Um, and yeah. and he did sort of reveal after when both he, uh, the the parents, everyone was concerned about what was happening to everybody. He was like, I think they're fine. Like, I don't know why they would be killed in this way. It would be happened differently. So I guess maybe that's part I mean, of it. Per, per, we, should, we should give you context. The reason Porter knows so much about this is because Mrs. Probe has fallen into quicksand like so many five times. times yeah. and is constantly being dragged out. <laughs> so he's, Porter has been through this a lot. A lot about so he has it. strong yeah. opinions about it. Thought a lot. I was like, are there vines nearby? <laughs> like, what can we do? There's lots of different things. There's, le there's a leverage thing that you need to have. I mean, I don't um, know why she's wandering around in all that quicksand. But that's, that's she another loves issue. it. Yeah, yeah. She likes how it feels on her hands, and then she picks <laughs> up a little, and it just escalates. Uh, so, 
we also uh, the the son-in-laws, uh, the, the the daughter of, of the man running the drilling operation, uh, <clears throat> and his grandson are also there. They run into Rory. They're the only people in the town. Yeah, <laughs> I, no the I was thinking about the no cast here. Church. Like, yeah, <clears throat> that's it. So, um, uh, they Rory's with them um, because they misunderstand and believe he's a police officer, and they're telling him, "Hey, people have been." missing from their graves but from below yeah we end up uh finding out we we how does the Salorian does the Salorian come out well anyway yes yes because the yeah, Salorian they, kind they of right up the, in their little discs or something from the ground yes yes pop out of the ground. captures the kid we find out hey it's a Salorian um and the kid gets taken but they uh Rory and the doctor in a nice little action movie uh, switcheroo they they capture Solorian fairly easily mm. um and so what we find out is you know they've captured some hostages we have a Solorian and um you know we need to bargain out of this the doctor's going to go in and kind of talk with them uh when and and Rory and uh the other humans are are left up there to uh to watch to basically basically it's like you have one thing just please don't kill the Solorian. right um and they're like and kill the Solorian. got it like no no like, no, don't check don't kill <laughs> no 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 that's wait hold on, before i leave i don't think you uh... so it's like but it's clearly like Chekhov's, you know phaser mm -hmm. or whatever he left mm -hmm. whatever she had there um it was the and she tells she's like one of you is gonna kill me that that's yeah. happening yeah um so and then we see we end actually the episode arc with it seems like the Sorians are dissecting people and and doing experiments. We actually come to find that this guy, the doctor, uh, this the Solarian doctor, yeah, is uh, a friendly sort and uh, yeah. is actually one of sort of the friends. They're a complex race. <laughs> well, so what ends up happening is that we we get up and it becomes this discussion of the Solorians, we, we go through who they are again which is they are a race of the what is it homo reptilia yes. who once ruled the earth and i don't know if they go into the story of it i'm sure you know it but at some point they uh, went into hibernation under the earth waiting for a time to hibernating until they could reemerge. So, so children gather around uh so take okay. a knee. uh, uh take a knee. now we're going in hard against the settler no um uh they uh, <laughs> uh the Silurians detect a, a giant planet heading towards the Earth, a, 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 a species killer, right? An extinction event. Heading to smash the Earth and kill them all. They go underground into hibernation to wait it out, but then it gets pulled into orbit around the Earth and becomes the moon. Uh, and so oh. their alarm clocks never go off to be like, hey, it's all over everybody because the event never happened. Uh, and then meanwhile, the apes evolve and become man. Uh, and so when they wake up, they're like, hey, wait a second. Wait, I'm hang on a minute. Uh, this is ours now. And everybody's like, no, it's occupied. Okay, By the bye. way, is the, rep is the reptilian <laughs> idea from the idea where we once thought dinosaurs were reptiles, so it was sort of like, oh, this is kind of what they evolved to. Yeah, that like this this was a, a an advanced species that coexisted with the dinosaurs because they're all sort of part of the whole whole thing, right? So the the uh, remember the Doctor and the Silurians, they have a there's a Tyrannosaurus or whatever, there's a dinosaur in the caves, right? They first meet, so that's that's just one of their right. pets or something. But then, yes, because they didn't die out, we have no, I mean, they may not all hang together. It just assumes we never found any fossils. But I guess because they all went underground, we never found. Yeah, they're all way underground. Yeah. So, so anyway. Um, anyhow. Anyhow. So, they're very advanced civilization. So uh, back to drilling talk. So the drilling. Yeah. The more is interesting what stuff is drilling. <laughs> 
basically punctured their um their sphere that down there and they started leaking oxygen it triggered them to wake up and what we get into is a discussion of like well hey we're we're all woken up now so yeah. uh oh the eight people what and 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 also they reference in this that this has happened before they're aware of the eight people yeah and so it's happened before that they've you know woken up and then been sent, sent uh go back hibernated some more again um, <laughs> we'll call you and we have this exploration of like can we talk through this oh and we didn't mention we were joking about it but yes they do kill the solarian who was um yeah they, they totally kill her yeah she completely goads them into it they're sort of a war like uh hawkish group of solarians of which she is a member a military group and she is clearly basically like oh yes kill me because then it will set into uh, uh, play a course of events that she wants to happen essentially. Right, but um, she's so important. She, the mother kills her uh, because the the child yes. and the father have disappeared, and the mother's all like, "Oh, my baby, my baby!" And we'll right, come right, back right. to that. My babies. This, this part drives me nuts. Anyway, so um, that and so that is that, that is not known yet to the negotiators down below who are having kind of their own problems of figuring out like. How would this even work? How are you guys going to return to the surface? How is this all going to work? But they start to talk through it, come to some agreement. And what's funny to me is that they're apparently talking for hours. And then finally, and then the Solarian says something like, well, we actually have a lot of value. And they're like, I'm listening. It's like, how did this, <laughs> like, we actually have, you know, our own technology and could actually add some value to you guys. And, you know, and somehow that hadn't come up in the first like five hours yeah. of talking. Yeah, wait, wait, um, wait. The people who have a giant underground city and advanced science yeah. and have been sleeping and for thousands of years. around in geothermal you, vents. You have and... something to add? Oh, interesting. But I mean, you know, whatever. They're, they're basically, she, more, it's funny that they're just randomly, because they're there, like you will now negotiate for all of humankind. Um, but they start to they, they and they don't come to an agreement but basically they're about to end the day in terms of like you know what okay we're at least getting somewhere and then we find out well two things happen we find out that the other solarian has been killed and then also the the warlike solarians are essentially coming in to attempt a coup anyway so it might not like i don't even know how much it would have mattered um well, i mean it'd be like if um if uh, uh you know we were having these negotiations with russia very uh, this podcast yes, ripped timely. Podcast, having these negotiations with February russia 2022. and you know we were about to to get to an agreement and then putin walked in carrying boris johnson's body and like threw it on the floor <laughs> and was like sorry we killed boris can we still have a peace? And people be like, you know, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. So in this situation, I am putting the humans as Putin and the Russians. Let's <laughs> see. The, so the uh, is NATO. <laughs> but actually, what would happen though in this case is Boris Johnson would never be killed because the day before it would happen, the Biden administration would just be like, um, Putin's about to kill Boris Johnson in cold blood and walk <laughs> in with his body, and nothing we can do about it. But that is about to happen. And then um, Putin's like gets freaked out. He's like, well, we can't do the. Th he just said the thing we're gonna do. We can't. Uh, so that you think that's a strategy that he's just ruin, Biden keeps ruining the surprise. Like, Put, oh, it's Putin, like Putin's gonna have a surprise party tomorrow, and he's like, no, I no, totally not. think it actually is a bit <laughs> of information warfare, which it's like they just completely get ahead of everything and just say because they, yeah, I, I mean, and who knows if it'll work, but it's feel like that's the card they have to play, which is just like we're gonna tell them, we're gonna tell everyone exactly what we're hearing is about to happen. We knew you guys, and were then do they that. feel like we can't do that because <laughs> it was sort of just announced um it's interesting 
Mm-hmm. The psychology anyway. of foreign affairs. Anyway, yeah, uh, for folks, uh, this now, now back now from Foreign Affairs Magazine's podcast back to uh, no another mind. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so the coup comes in, and of course is exacerbated by the fact that they have, in fact, killed the Solarian. Right. Yeah. And a body of your friend I, just kind of murdered it. And boy, does everyone turn real quick on the mom. Yeah. Uh, I they, did. Like literally, her own child is like, "Mom, Jesus, you killed <laughs> this woman." And I thought that was like the craziest moment where the son pushes her away of like. Uh, I'm actually on the side of the lizard people. <laughs> yeah, in this case, brutally murdering a lizard person, really not cool, Mom. I mean, totally not cool, but uh, anyway. Uh, no, we'll talk about this, because I feel what, like this might be where you and I differ, because you are a parent who's capable of loving, love loving children, and I am not capable of not. loving children either. Well, let's just finish up. So basically... Yeah, yeah. Um, Interestingly, the king, uh, I'm calling him the king, but the, the leader the who was about yeah. to be cooed, uh, he basically sees where this is headed. And he's like, okay, you know what? Let's just all hibernate again. <laughs> like, okay, people, <laughs> everybody back. Like, let's just hibernate. And sets into place sort of like immediate hibernation, which uh, then this is the thing that just sort of goes by very quickly. But the doctor's like, but you'll kill everyone who's like not ready for it he's like oh but that's just my enemies so yeah, yeah. that's fine <laughs> i'll just slaughter those people <laughs> um no no they'll, and... they'll go back and i, I do it is not quite yeah. so well he's like well yes you know they'll realize what's happening and they'll retreat immediately and of course because it's all extras who have no dialogue like the gas just begins coming to the vents and they're all just like well and then you just turn around and like march in formation well i guess that's over with like no real resistance except for the one you know paid actress she's like no i have so right so then the everybody everybody's piling back into the tardis to head back up to uh to earth to to sea level (laughs) and um and yeah then uh some some of the the warlike silurians I think it was it's not just one. I think it was a few. At any rate, they come back, uh, go to shoot at the doctor who, by the way, has shoved his hand into the rift or the crack or whatever it is uh, that's been following them around or that they've been seeing these cracks throughout. And he shoves his hand in to get, he says, a bit of shrapnel. He's like, if there's been a, a battle or if, if there's been in, a yeah. breakage of time, there's going to be a bit of broken glass essentially there. I'm going to grab some of it. And... Uh, right after he does that they come she goes to shoot him and rory like it, it's not a kind of a well-staged move but it, it, it it's actually a very old doctor who move because he does push him out of the way but there's no there's no real need for him to like take the hit like yeah. he pushes him out of the way and sort of stands there like i will take this blast <laughs> this shot and it's like or you could duck too like there's no need for you to like take it but anyway he's shot and um rather than take the body into the TARDIS, they, someone, or the doctor says he's near the, the rift will absorb him. Like little and, tendrils of light come around Jim's legs and then they can't. Yeah, and they'll take. say, oh, well, he'll actually be like uh, erased from existence, essentially. Right, yeah. Remember, because remember the angels talk about when the angels get sucked into the crack in the previous episode. It's like, oh, you're, you're out of the universe when you do that. Yeah, but what I guess what I'm saying is. Uh, so th- he says that, that if we yeah. leave him here, he'll be erased from existence. But that seems to be the option that he's 
he's like, yeah, let's do that rather than I don't know why don't you? No, no, I pick think he up. can't. I think they can't. I think I think they're like, oh, I think they have to because they have to. He Rory gets shot. They have to deal with Restack. Something happens to Restack. I can't remember what. Uh, and then that's a salary. Uh, and then by the time they get back to Rory, he's sort of enveloped in the light. Uh, it's like if we touch oh, it, it's already we'll get, happening. Yeah, we'll get sucked into it as well. So we can't do that. But then it's like, but if he goes in there, we'll forget he existed. Uh, and then he tries to, but the doctor can remember because he's traveled in time more than Amy has. Uh, and Amy, Amy eventually, uh, he tries to get Amy to hold on to him, but then she, forgets. yeah. And then so that we see that very <clears throat> sad scene of she does forget him, like she's like he she can't do it and then when we come back to the surface there was a moment earlier in the episode which is sort of weird to me too but was clearly placed for this particular reason which is amy and rory's future selves had come back from far away just to wave at themselves say like hi have fun on the adventure and then now when they go back up there it's only amy waving yeah um so that little bit of future or or past uh time travel tourism was sort of interesting to me um but then um and i i I'll admit that i i did peek ahead but i i did end the episode just because i was really sad to see rory go i was like oh god and i also just felt like the way this ended that can't be the end of him um because it's just they they gave weight to the fact that it was so sad that she forgot him but uh not enough and then also i mean you know i i have at this moment of recording watched the episode that follows this and because it doesn't immediately go into that a lot more i was like well then he's got to come back because there's no <laughs> like they would deal with this is a huge thing and the doctor doesn't seem to be wrecked i don't know there were just interesting things about well, she's it she's forgotten him and of course he died last episode too remember he also died and she in amy's choice and then she had to choose the, oh yeah uh, Gosh. So he died twice now um <laughs> so she also dealt with that yeah um yeah so this episode is by chris chibnall uh he is the current showrunner of doctor who um oh. uh and he had written uh previous to this he wrote 42 um which was the, the yeah, one yeah. where they're on the spaceship with martha um i really don't like this episode <laughs> this oh, really? one drives me crazy um it is it is so packed with cliches you've got the kid with the disability and the doctor's going to encourage him and you've got the father remember the the, the grandfather who gets stung by her tongue and then gets the you know he's, he's turning green but he's hiding it from this it's like okay the person with the illness is hiding it from the people who are sick uh, but the mother drives me crazy. And maybe it's because I watch too many crime shows. But I hate, hate, hate the hysterical mother trope. Mm. Uh, and the, oh, my baby, my baby is in danger. I'll commit genocide. And, and everybody's like, okay, you can commit two genocides. But that's it. <laughs> because then it's, you know, it's like, oh, the, the mother's upset. I think it's insulting to women. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, yes, as soon as as soon as something bad happens to your child, all women will completely lose control <laughs> and go on murderous rampages or just be completely hysterical. Uh and I, I hate, and, and I hate, the, I just, I hate it. I hate that trope so much. And this episode makes me so angry. Um, Interesting. Because it's just like, okay, yeah, all right. Well, yes, the mother can do anything. And even, even the doctor at the end, well, you know, you've got to be better and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, she murdered someone. 
because she was she didn't know where her child was. <laughs> like, right. if you lose your kid in a mall and then you started machine gunning everyone at the mall, I don't think anybody would be like, well, he did lose, I, you know, he did lose a child at the mall. She could have been anywhere. Well, I mean, she was actually I, just around right. the corner. Um, <laughs> so it may have been. I mean, it is a very real thing that you have this intense and like you have an intense emotion linked to feeling any danger toward your child right and that's um, I, i'm sure i don't get that's that real i don't have a kid <laughs> but um i i think uh and 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 then basically the the silurian was playing on that and yeah. again was really trying to egg her into it now did she do it too you know too easily yeah probably but i was actually more um I don't know. There was something about the reveal of that to the other people uh, where, I mean, everyone's in a crazy situation right now. And the fact that they were just like, I guess what I mean is you can be horrified by someone you love doing something wrong, but also be like, oh, my God, like, I need to be there and comfort them. And the fact that the child was like, "Ugh, mom, <laughs> and like literally like physically was like, I'm going to go over here with the lizard people. It's like, well, yeah. I don't know about that. I'm trying like, to impress this cool alien guy. And you have really. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I, I also. Yeah. um, <clears throat> Yes, yeah, so that didn't that didn't bug me in the same way. But I, t- I told you what you're saying. And it is it, it certainly is a trope. It tries um, to create, it just, it, I don't know. It seems like it is a common trope. It seems like lazy writing. Um. Sure. And again, you 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 combine that with the other tropes here. Um, it is, and again, I think it's also trying to redo the complexity of that first uh, Doctor Who and the Silurians story. There's like, oh, they're a complex race, and oh, they kind of have a right to the planet and stuff like that, and we should play with that idea and and trying to do it, but just in a far less effective way. <laughs> um, right, right. Uh, and in, a, in an episode that was two parts, right? They had space to actually really get into it if they wanted to. Um, and uh, yeah, you have a town with four people in it and then the two people who happen to be down there like, well, you get to negotiate the entire future. And the doctor's like, see ya, <laughs> I'll come back and let me know how it's all going. Um, yeah, it just, it doesn't, uh, it does not work to me on any level. Um, I do, uh, the Silurian redesign is very interesting. I, I, I think the, um, uh, you know, the, the, they look kind of cool. It's cool to see their cities and, and there's sort of some interesting special effects in the space, although we don't get to spend much time there before we're just in corridors. Um, uh, but yeah, it is this one. This one just uh, <clears throat> just does not work for me. Uh, <clears throat> and then, yeah, you do have the end with uh, with Rory, um, which is obviously a big moment and kind of what makes this a, a significant episode is, is losing him. <laughs> um, but do, but, do you uh, see what yeah, I'm saying? Just, where it's like, and and maybe this is fine, and they just didn't want to make it that much of a head fake, and it wanted to be kind of like a nod, like, yeah, but he, he'll come back. But that's really what it felt like when I ended. It was like it was a very touching moment, but I felt just the way it was treated. I was like, there's he's got to come back. Like that that can't be it again, unless and and really a lot of this is the doctor, right? Amy's forgotten, so the doctor's reaction to it, he should be much more upset um, <laughs> about what he's just done to this poor woman. And, and obviously to Rory, but I'm saying like, he's just kind of like, 
Ew. <laughs> Ew, sir. Mm. What a, what like, a, well, moving along, moving along. And like, what a terrible just, way though. What if what if it's just the production team just got in a fight with the actor and the and the you know his agent like, was like, Well, well you know dead. what? He's your fiance. You can't write him out of the series. And they were like, Oh yeah, he never existed. And they just <laughs> never mentioned it again. And people are like, Well, why didn't you deal with the Rory story? Like, what Rory story? He never existed. It never happened. Uh he's gone. He's completely removed from the universe and can never return to Doctor Who. That is how. And, and it was just a gaslighting thing. They're like, but Rory's like, there's no Rory. I want to stop all this talk about a Rory. As we've said, there never was one. Now, please. <laughs> and they just edited him out of the other episode. <laughs> well, you know, you. I have to say, you convinced me. I had this ranked in a different place because here's what I liked about it. I thought the Saurians looked cool. I liked mm-hmm. the look of them. Um I liked they are an interesting idea and so I like just kind of bringing them back. Yeah. Of course I the like the cast ge- like generally and so it's just fun to see these people. Um I liked the talk of some of how the Saurians moved and stuff like that. So I liked just kind of a lot of the trappings of it and the story part of it was kind of like yeah, I don't know, but I'm never as like other than with a few exceptions which are ranked very highly I'm never like so impressed by the other stories. I'm like, okay, I guess that was an interesting story. Um, so the fact that, you know, there were some tropes and some dumb things to it was kind of like, yeah, okay. But you've convinced me. I've actually changed my ranking ooh, while we were talking ooh. here. So. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we were supposed to listen to each other. And I don't do it always, but okay, I, cool, I find cool. it very taxing often. <laughs> I had a cup of coffee and I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, well, why don't we move on to our classic episode? Uh, yeah. This is called. You know, we need some it, master here. I'm going to be clear about this. <laughs> this yeah. is not called Doctor Who and the Sea Devils. Right. It is not called that. This Absolutely. is called The Sea Devils. All right. This is season nine, uh, story three. It is story number 62. It's a, uh, 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 it's a third Doctor story, right? Am I saying this wrong? Yes. Yeah, third Doctor. John yeah. Uh, appearance of the Sea Devils. This is the first appearance of the Sea Devils. Not the first appearance of the Silurians, but is the first appearance of the Sea Devils. Yes, first appearance at first and uh, only until the Great Warriors of the Deep. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love Warriors yeah. of the Deep. Um, this aired 26th of February to the 1st of April, 1972. It is six parts and needs every minute of it. Needs yes. just every yes. minute of it. It is, it is edited with an inch of its life. <laughs> <laughs> As we mentioned, um, uh, we, have, we have the Master here. Um, uh, what's his name? Roger, Roger Delgado. Delgado yeah. Um, to me, he he is like the master. Uh, yeah, he's, from what he's I've probably seen the best the performance. Smooth incarnations. Uh, uh, and this takes place immediately after uh, the demon, the diamonds, the diamonds. Uh, because remember, he was arrested at the end of that, and so hence he's in jail at this one. That's, that's oh no, here it's saying the curse of Peladon is right before this. Well, yes, but uh, uh, the master didn't appear in that story, so this is. Chronologically, oh, in okay. the master's timeline, it falls on uh, Diane. Got it, got it, got it. <clears throat> um, why don't we listen to a clip which John has arranged for we us? We should do that. So why don't we go with the submarine. We have captured it. You may win a few victories to begin with, but eventually you're bound to lose. There are many thousands of our people in hibernation in this base. We have other colonies hidden all around the world. We shall be the victors in the war against mankind. But there's no need for a war. Why can't you share the planet? That would be impossible. The depths of the sea and those areas on Earth where man cannot live can be yours. And man would agree 
Wouldn't it be better to try for a peace than to launch yourself into a war that you cannot possibly win? I will consider what you have said. Let me return to the humans, and I will endeavor to make a peace for you. Perhaps it would be possible. No! Doctor is your deadly enemy! He must be destroyed! Right. Yeah. And as we discussed, start... these episodes are mainly about diplomacy and negotiations. Yeah. And the Navy. Um, uh, I, I, I want to start um, uh, talking like that in, in, in staff meetings. I will do this next. I like the. Uh... <laughs> There's some acting going on with this. I like the pauses where they consider. He's like, "You could, uh, you could roam the seas and and have the seas." And he, there's like a, hmm. And the humans, uh, they would agree to this. I'm thinking. Okay. I'm considering okay. it. Okay. I'm thinking about it. I'm agreeing to I'm it. Listening. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not ending I'm the conversation. Yeah. I think. I think. I. I. I this, this should be my new speaking uh, cadence. Just even in cash. Just even. Even just like. Like pass the salt. Because <laughs> he's always right, got the so salt. We have a third. Anyway, sorry. We have a third. Third doctor story. Uh, by the way, currently. I believe. Let me check it again. I think highest it's one of our most popular docker, yeah. doctor, docker. Um, yes. Uh, well, yes, yes. yes sorry, I read that it's wrong. Roaringly popular. Yeah. Very popular. Um, and we have Joe Grant, who, as you tell me, is one of the most popular. Yeah. Um, Second, really, only Sarah. She's very... I she's not made much of an impression on me before. I liked her in this a lot. I thought she yeah. was really good. She's very resourceful. Um, and she and she has a lot to do. Yeah. So, uh, as you mentioned, um, they're going to visit the master who's um, been imprisoned after their last uh, dust up. And, you know, they go to visit him. Hey, you put someone in jail, you go visit them. Yeah. You yeah. See how they are. And he's been put they're on an island. about it. Like, oh, he tried to murder us several times and destroy the universe and kill everybody on Earth <laughs> and stuff like that. And like, are you doing OK? <laughs> Is everything good for you here? Yeah. Um, th- and this has a great sort of to me, like a Joker Batman like quality, which is like, uh, you know, they imprison the master on an island in the middle of the English Channel, and the, and the master's like, exactly where I want to be. This is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they go visit him, and uh, they meet a, a, a kind of a older general who's running the place, who assures them, no, nope, everything's fine. We're all resistant to hypnosis, which is uh, apparently you know big power of this version of the master. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe all of them, I don't know, but definitely this one. Yeah, I and and uh, they're skeptical, but seem to be like, oh, well, okay, all right. Uh, then we hear that there are ships disappearing ar- around, and the doctor starts to investigate, and we see a sea devil, mm-hmm. uh, which appears to be. A humanoid-like reptile, but who is swimming around in the in the water? Quite yeah, in like a in like in kind of a slutty string vest. Um, like it's very. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nothing is left to the imagination. Yeah, very alluring uh, outfits. Um, yeah. So, and then what we the doctor starts to see that the master is stealing some equipment, um, and he is getting help from not the general a, a colonel trenchard a colonel trenchard yeah. Uh, yeah who runs the the prison yeah who's a, who's a great little character um and very british very very 
Time for some uh, tea. Yeah, So, um, and what you know, the doctor uncovers is that the master from within the prison has convinced those around him to help him build this electrical device and summon the sea devils from underneath the earth, um, to become like his army for overtaking the world. And he's gotten parts of the military there to help him. Um, the doctor and Joe, uh, like Joe goes off on her own for quite some time is essentially like fighting the the physical, like the doctor is negotiating with the sea devils and (laughs) Joe is like commanding the entire Navy (laughs) to, 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 to like attack the sea devils. Um, because well, the doctor's fighting the civil servant who wants to attack the sea devils and she's yes, like you yes, shouldn't yes. attack the sea devils and he's like yes we should um are nukes mentioned here too do they want to nuke uh, uh, it's implied right we'll use we can we can wipe them out with our right right i think he certainly says they have nuclear weapons or something. um and so the doctor you know similar but obviously definitely shades of the the modern episode we watched of like let's negotiate with them we can share the planet you guys now these are so the sea devils are a race of solarians who are adapted to live in the sea Yes. Yes. Um, so he's yes, saying, like hey, you can, set of you can stay the you can stay in the sea. We can share the planet. Everyone's I'm sure of one another. And similarly, it's like, well, guys, if you go and just start bombing them and nuking them, you're muck it all up. Like, you know, we have to convince them we can live together. Um, and uh, the Joe is, you know, working to to head that off. Um, by the way, in the meantime, I think you've, you've discussed this before, either because of the doctor or because of the showrunner. This is just action movie central. They got a lot of yeah. access to really cool hovercraft drive. I love hovercrafts. Yeah. They're just so cool. And <laughs> yeah. they have lots of like cool hovercraft footage. Uh, they also have some skis, basically. Right? Ski, yes, yes, ski doos. Yeah. Yes, there's a the doctor master chase on the yeah. two little ski doos chasing uh, each other around. The um, uh, so the cool. the navy actually uh, worked with them, so they, they actually got access well, to the navy yeah. ships. Yeah, and I got and there's uh, there's also uh, quite a lot of stock footage <laughs> of various. Yeah, so navy as you say, mixed in with a lot of stock footage. Um, so, <laughs> but it, you know, it's cool. It works. Um, and uh, ultimately, uh, the doctor tricks the master so, so funny that it's like it's like why don't i help you with your machine I'm like mm, okay sure sure and of course he like rigs his machine to distract the sea devils then get taken in uh, allowing joe to escape for example at one point then allows the machine to go into the sea devils lair and then set a essentially a self-destruct mechanism um which is it does it kill them or does it I, yeah i guess like the other like in the sure. silurians they were like oh i'll put them back to sleep and maybe we'll try again right. you know but the sailor the sea devils are just like ah kill them <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of fish let's just get them out of here um and the doctor and the master escape and the master uh which it's really funny because like the master's right there with him and then of course he says they captured the master's like Hey, I'm going to go do something else. You, a guy I've just met and have no idea of your capabilities, keep an eye on him. Yeah, he's the most and, dangerous criminal in the world. <laughs> yeah, just watch him. So then when they come back, he's like, oh, no, um, the the master's here. He's on the stretcher. Yeah. And then they're like, 
but wait, look at him. And it's like the mask that is on this person that is supposed to. (laughs) It's so clearly like this. uh, Well, and the master uh, apparently has a rubber mask of himself in his pocket and was like, that that is just so lifelike. No one can be like, (laughs) see this. So the master escapes again. And and yeah, he, I guess he fakes a heart attack or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Mm, So, yeah. And I don't, yeah. All of this takes six episodes. Um, <laughs> yeah, and again, what I what I really enjoyed about it is I thought just the production value of it's really cool. Like they have such access, and I assumed what you said, which is there's no way some of these scenes could happen because they were clearly uh, British naval uh, ships and that yeah, they were filming personnel. on it and yeah. using. Um, that I was like, there, this must be not only done with the permission, but also the aid of this. some of these people must be naval officers. There's no oh, way well, they're no, not. The, like, the British actually, um, in order to get the action footage, declared war on the Falklands. So a lot of people don't realize. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> directly, that, that matches up. Wow. Uh, yeah. From Doctor Who, yeah. But it was like, well, we need the footage. Yeah. Uh, and you know, who's gonna miss the South American? <laughs> um, yeah. This is uh, this is by Malcolm Hook, who also wrote the first uh, the Doctor Who and the Series episodes. So it's sort of his sequel. Um, but yeah, it kind of phones this one in a little bit. Um, it is, it's definitely not as complex, uh, or, or as it's, uh, I had forgotten how quickly, so, you know, they have the whole scene of the doctor. We, we listen to a bit of, you know, convincing them to negotiate and we can make peace with the humans and stuff like that. Yeah. And the master's like, no, you can't. And they're like, no, no, we'll give it a try. And then, um, <laughs> Within 30 seconds of that, the humans have started bombing them and they're like, never mind. And it's just like, oh, well, I'm glad we glad we worked that out. I'm like, give it a little space to breathe there. Um, uh, the master is, uh, is, you know, Delgado's good. Um, it does this does start to, well, I may see this in another episode too, but uh, it continues this, this sort of cutesy relationship between the doctor and the master right where you know oh well yeah i'm sorry you tried to kill me a whole bunch of times but uh you know we're still friends kind of and i hope everything's okay no no you know no hard feelings you're in jail for the rest of your life and then well it almost it almost has this sense of like that there would be some reveal like that they're related or something that it's like which was where they were headed Uh, so if if delgado hadn't died it was probably going to be revealed in the final episode of pertwee's era that he was his brother um but then they've Mm -hmm. never they've never gone to that um uh, Joe is very good. Uh, uh, Katie Manning is very good in this. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. very resourceful. Um, I love the. Um, there's some interesting directorial choices. I think directed by a guy named Michael Ferguson. I think he just passed away. Uh, the um, I love when the civil servant shows up and takes over, um, and uh, is just kind of a buffoon, uh, right? And he's like, he's like, he's the one who takes over from the Captain Hart and the Navy. It's like, oh, we'll bomb them and blah blah. And it's a great scene where he he orders breakfast from the secretary or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and the director chooses to like as he's dishing out these orders. The director has a very extreme close up of him just eating, uh, like eating uh, eating breakfast and drinking his tea or whatever, and just kind of being a slob about it. Um, and it was a very it, it just sort of underscores what a what a buffoon this guy is. It's a really nice little director of choice. Uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, Related to the the that. Related to the eating, isn't there a moment in this where Pertwee is like, "How can you eat at a time like this?" And then grabs the tray and is like, "No, no, yeah, and <laughs> eats all eating sandwiches, all yeah, yeah. <laughs> and passes them around everyone, <laughs> and then Joe doesn't get any um, hilarity again." Hilarity. Um, uh, you know, again, you have in that master accuser, you have the sword fight, which is the end of episode I think three, and then also repeated at length at the beginning of episode four, clearly under running a bit. Uh, but even there, it's just like. They're fighting with their swords, you know, classic sort of theater sword fight. And at one point, the doctor disarms the master. 
uh, eats a sandwich. And, uh, and he's very hungry throughout this whole series. Uh, <laughs> eats a sandwich, looks at him for a minute, and then steps back and then just flips the sword back into his hand. Like, oh, I'm having fun. Let's keep doing this. And like, well, right, you know, right. again. Um, uh, I like the uh, design of Sea Devils. is very cool. Um, uh, they have, and as you see, they have a lot of interesting pretty gadgets. Um, on the sea stuff, it is kind of neat, uh, or or impressive. So Roger Delgado was deathly afraid of the water, couldn't swim. Oh wow, really? Terrified of water. Uh, but did all of his own stunts. Was like, all right, I'll do it. Um, and you can see wow. a couple of scenes. You can see he's pretty uncomfortable, but they were like, he. And so yes, earned a lot of respect from all the cast. That he was like, okay, he went out and did all this stuff, but he was absolutely terrified. Well, you said John Pertwee was or Roger Delgado? Roger Delgado, the master. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, Pertwee loved it. Pertwee was like, woohoo, I get to, you know, mess around on these things. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, um, it's a, it's a bit of, it's, it's a weak sequel to Dr. Kuna Silurians. And, and it's interesting. It's by the same guy. And I don't know if he just was like, ah, eh, I don't want to make this point anymore. <laughs> what? Um, uh, but just doesn't, uh, doesn't do, um, doesn't do as, as much with it. Um, but does correct. Uh, so one of the things that I think I mentioned this when we did our earlier episode, um, one of the things was that the Silurians are misnamed uh, because the Silurian period was not the period that involved had a lot of reptiles or whatever. Um, and so as there's, there's a moment and I think people wrote in and say, you got this wrong. Uh, and so there's a moment in this where Tom Pertwee talks about, he says, oh yes, well they should technically have been called the Eocenes, but whoever discovered them misnamed them or something like that. Um, so, you know, an example, an early example of him responding to uh, audience feedback, the early Twitter, which was, Folks, before Twitter, you had to write a letter uh, and you, you put an envelope and you stamped it and you mailed it. And then whoever received it threw it away. But uh, now people have to respond to this stuff. Um, and so that's uh, that's your that's your your fun fact. It's probably early audience <laughs> engagement with uh, with uh, with Dr. Who about the names of. <laughs> yeah, about the names uh, of time. <laughs> is it? For, and I guess the, for some reason, a lot of stories around this yes, is all about the science stuff. So there's a we watch later. There's a um, um, uh, as Barry Letts is the producer was talking about this. He said uh, people got very upset if they got the science wrong. There's an episode that's uh, um, in the um, the Green Death that involves these giant maggots, uh, and uh, it's a very cool episode. But um, uh, at one point, the brigadier is shooting at them, and then of course they pull the ricochet off, and the um, the doctor says, "Ah, well, thick." chitinous skin uh brigadier uh and apparently it's correct pronunciation is chitinous uh not chitinous um but they told him yeah, but no one knew um and so barry let said he got a letter uh from some biologist or something and it says dear barry let the reason i'm writing is to say chitin sincerely <laughs> <laughs> so yeah audience feedback right it's all right sorry we're now entering the theme section, and with it, I begin this song. Under the themes, under the themes, darling, it's better down where we connect things together, and we, up on the shore, we have different stories down in the sea. We connect ideas together with themes. So anyway, it started started out more musical. Thank you for uh, bringing the steel drum. Thank you, uh, thank you again for the folks in the music uh, for that steel drum solo. Yeah, we don't have the rights to it. Actually, I had to cut that out. But yes, um, we heard it. It was great, and I wish you guys could. But I'm sorry, apologize. Uh, we are adhering to the repeating themes here on No Not the Mind Probe. We like to talk about some common themes throughout Doctor Who and throughout culture that are brought up by the episodes john what did you want to discuss with these today 
Well, let's talk about the military because it's interesting. Both these episodes uh, portray the military. We've talked about science, scientists, and Doctor Who, right? And sort of that interesting uh, uh, dichotomy of of you know scientists are, science is revered, um, but also every scientist is insane <laughs> and trouble. Um, uh, and so, you know, what why does that happen, or what is that all about? And so here. Um, you know, we've got the doctor in a, a close relationship with the military and the sea devils and, and obviously Captain Hart and the Navy sort of taking the place of the brigadier and unit in this particular episode. But throughout this era, you know, he's sort of friends with the military and stuff like that. Uh, in uh, uh, Hungry Earth, in Cold Blood, you have uh, the military portrayed in, in the in the form of the um, Silurians um, as, you know, brutal, warmongering, uh, terrible, terrible things that are going to destroy everybody. And, you know, it's the scientists, and the leaders or whatever that are more reasonable. Um, and but it's just it's interesting is, is you know again sort of what is what is sci-fi or what is in, in Doctor Who but also sci-fi more generally what do they want to say about the military? Um, and I was thinking about it, I was like the military is in all sci-fi like it's hard to find a, a science fiction story that doesn't uh, or at least a, a, a science fiction story at scale that doesn't involve the military or law enforcement or guns. Everybody has guns certainly, <laughs> right? Um, or, or we love that. Uh, Why I, I, we love the military. Yeah. I was going to even Star say Star Trek uh, is the Navy. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, our mission is science. And I was like, well, yeah, but you're all captains and you all have guns and you all have photon torpedoes. And, you know, it's, it's built around well, I the military. Was, I was thinking uh, to I was extending it in my mind to fantasy, too. And because you said guns, it's like oh, they're all there, too. They have swords. They're all always commanding an army like there's just that's always part of the plot. Yeah, and I don't know why, and I don't know, and, and but it's interesting is that a lot of some. Well, I'm trying to think. So the doctor is certainly a pacifist, although he kills a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, he gets out of people to kill people. Um, yeah. Uh, so the, you know, and Brigadier is one of his best friends. So a complex relationship with the military there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why. It's interesting why. Like, is is it is it is it critical to tell stories? Like, if you're going to capture a civilization. Do you have to talk about the military? Like, it'd be interesting if you if you were in. Um, I mean, look at how we talk about past civilization. Like Rome, you can't talk about Rome without talking about you know the military and the, and all of. Well, the I think it's a very. Stuff, right? um, it it may be just a very true representation of that most civilizations end up with. Well, who'd they go to war with? Who'd they fight? Um, or I was thinking, is it a very male centric thing that like? Well, that's what. Men generally, you know, you go back to, I was, I think, listening to a comedian say like they were turning 40 or 50, whatever it was, but they were saying, well, I've reached the point in my life where I need to become obsessed with World War II and I'm doing that. <laughs> like, you know, and it does seem like all men at some point are just like, yeah, I want to know more about that. Like you just get into it. And so when we're telling the, especially building worlds, it's like one of the immediate questions is like, well, how does the military come into play? How, you know, how, how are they warring with other people? With sci-fi, and especially with Doctor Who is a good example because it's, it doesn't always feel like a very male-centric uh, view of the world, though it, it, it is um, sometimes. But uh, with Doctor Who and, and, and sci-fi like this, and, and Star Trek being another good example, the military is often involved because they almost, they're almost always like this negative force of like, oh, well, these are the people who come in and just kind of do the dumb, like it's always the jingoistic military, which again, maybe largely true, but they're never like the heroes of the sort of, oh, thank God the military came in and started doing yeah. something. It's never that. It's usually like, oh God, we got to start now. They're going to start shooting people to calm them down. It's always, it's always a complication to. Yeah. Well, they, re hero. they represent, 
order, right? And it's almost always rebellion. Yeah. I mean, even Star Wars is military focus. You know, they're the rebels, the rebel alliance, and they're you know they're fighting uh, sort of the military, and they are organized. The rebels are organized, but they're still sort of fighting conformity and and order. So the military certainly can represent that. Um, uh, and yeah, I mean, I think you're probably going to because of course you're. Your sci-fi reader is going to be out and out. Is going to be an outcast, or often is an outcast. Like, or, or certainly, your sci-fi reader is more likely to feel disconnected uh, uh, from uh, you know the rest of society, and probably less likely to be um, uh, drawn to the military. Uh, I mean, I suppose too, if you think about, it, I don't sci-fi is not exactly a, a, a you know a, an old genre. And I suppose if you think about it, nobody, everybody, our generation is really the first generation that hasn't been drafted into a war at least right yeah. um yeah. uh so yeah every generation since you know mary shelley wrote frankenstein has been fighting in wars um, right so, that's yeah, what i mean it's not it? it's not out of the ordinary to sort of like well this is sort of how we've marked time in human civilization is when these different wars happen now in between them and during them lots of other things happen in civilization yeah. and there's no real reason why you couldn't tell the story and just focus on oh we visited the civilization and we just lived in the and equivalent there was of their a book club and we found this exciting book club there was uh, a book club exactly <laughs> or we you know yeah those doctor those who in you... the book club of death but watch that it, i think in definitely a lot of sci-fi and fantasy it's like we're telling one of the big stories of this moment and so then there must be a war involved because that was a big you know there must be a battle because it's a big moment yeah um but couldn't it be uh couldn't it be a big moment that doesn't involve that or couldn't it be a smaller moment that gives us a feel for um this time in culture and doctor who does that it, like i don't think doctor who does both now it's a tv show that's 70 years long <laughs> so they can explore the other things yeah but i think in, in movies um and shorter television stories and books um of these new worlds it's like, well, this is our one story to tell. And so like, yeah, there'll be other stuff, but there's going to be some battles like that has to be part of it. And it's interesting. It's like, does it like it doesn't have to be. Uh, and there must be examples of big sci fi stories that. Yeah, I'm sure don't have some. wars, but but it know. is it's also true. Of, I mean, I suppose um, sci fi and, and Doctor Who always, you know, Doctor Who always comes and he's, you know, overturning civilizations or governments or things like that. So, of course, the scale of things that happen in sci fi yeah, that wouldn't have, there's military is going to be involved, right? Like if you're going to, yeah, so if you're going to topple a government, you're probably going to have to at least inquire about them. And that's, and that, that folks, if you are thinking about toppling a government, step one, inquire about the military, like send a nice letter and be like, Hey, if I were to overthrow your government, would there be a military situation that I would have to deal with? And you should always find that out first before you, before you start down that road. That's, that's my, that's the mind probe advice for <laughs> All right, John, there are 297 official Doctor Who stories. I'm going to check on that to make sure that's correct. But uh, we've ranked 102. No, 100. Oh, yes. No, uh, 106. Um, And then we will be ranking two more right now. Um, And I will start and i as i mentioned my ranking changed Ooh. during the episode you, john you listened and were persuaded john you know john is known as so here um on the mind probe we're bicameral and i'm kind of the house and john's yeah. the senate yeah. um and john's a great order and he really just 
a stemwinder of a speech there about the hunger <laughs> of cold blood and he um you know well, my, great my deliberative nickname in, in college was the saucer in which the tea is poured into to cool <laughs> uh and so a lot of that's people right. were like hey that's like the senate i was like oh yeah so and uh a lot of a lot of guys often refer to john as the greatest deliberative body <laughs> <on this. laughs> well i have been working out um so uh yeah so it did change i like i said i liked the starting with hungry earth cold blood i generally liked this doctor and the companions a lot and um i liked the trappings of this episode in terms of i really liked the how the silurians looked and happy to see him back i think they are an interesting group i feel like for me it's like cybermen are they maybe even next Silurians? I mean, not. I'm not counting like Weeping Angels and stuff, the newer ones, but of these like era spanning uh, baddies, I feel like I like Cybermen the most. And then I might like the Silurians next. They're just, I don't know. I like this idea of them a lot. I am not a huge yeah. Dalek fan. So they're um, interesting, right? Yeah, they're a cool idea. Yeah. So I liked having a room. So I had them higher. But as you talked about it, it kind of fell down my list. And it actually fell to the point um, we were, I, I believe, talking before the show of we i watched the ark in space uh really early on and so it kind of ended up probably ranked lower than it should be and now occasionally when i'm getting near there uh on my rankings it's currently ranked in the 60s uh and i'm like well it's, the ark in space is better than that how am i going to rank the ark this below there so <laughs> and this literally ended up it probably would be higher than this honestly but it ended up literally one level below ark in space so i have this ranked 67 I'm sorry, 65, um, and the Ark in Space ranked 64. Um, no, I'm sorry. I, I said that wrong. I blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I have that ranked 69. Um, I what I have ranked directly below the Ark in Space is the Sea Devils um, ah, yeah. because I also kind of enjoyed the trappings of this. I like th these two were very similar to me. It was like, I like yeah. the third Doctor. I liked, I liked Joe even more in this episode, um, and I like the trappings of it. The story was not great and kind of long but it was so cool that they're on the ships really like hovercrafts so the sea devils i actually ranked 65 right below the ark in space and the hungry earth cold blood i ranked 69 just below that so kind of middle of the pack little little below average but middle of the pack for me the middle of the pack <laughs> and then and then instead of like going room room they can't quite start the motorcycle they're like <laughs> oh, can't get it. Can't get it going. Can't get it going. Uh, all right. All right. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, all right. You're wrong. But yeah, no, you know. no, no. It, uh, I, I, I freely visit again. The hungry is called, but it just makes me cranky. Uh, it just uh, the no, mother it really thing, did. Yeah, the mother thing just angers me. Uh, like I actually did struggled. You, it was it part. Is it partly because you you thought like this could be really good? Yeah, I, I think it's like it's like so that part the, the emphasis on that just drives me crazy. And it's like, oh, this could be especially in this new era, and you've got Stephen Moffat and you've got Matt Smith and and, and Karen Gilligan, uh, and you've got all the people uh poised, and then this just kind of comes in and like, nah, just phones it in. So I, I struggled actually to um uh to watch this one. Like I, I just I kept putting it off and like, oh I gotta I gotta sit down and watch Doctor Who, which is usually never a thing a problem for me, but then I was like <laughs> so And it yeah, didn't I've get better a, on rewatch. Yeah, I, I've got this down at number hundred and 
four uh be below uh, i had to go wow. with the guy um uh what what actively angers me <laughs> actively upsets me that's the lowest of the new ones yeah yeah at no, bottom for, that for the new ones for me um and yeah just it just it just rubs me the wrong way um and uh and then i've got the sea devils up a little bit higher um uh sea devils in sort of my category i guess i've got it at number 84 just uh below the movie doctor who the movie um and i think that makes really? sense. And, and around paradise towers battlefield and kind of my area of like oh they had an idea here here uh, here they had an idea here uh gone gone to england uh they had an idea here uh and they you know they they, they tried to execute it there's a lot of effort and it just doesn't quite get off the ground um, mm. but I, I give them credit for, uh, for going for it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I love the, the, you know, the third doctor Joe relationship. Um, it's interesting. We watched a number of third doctor episodes. We haven't talked much about Pertwee and his performance. Um, and I don't know if it's just cause he's kind of just always rock solid. Like he's always just Pertwee. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. It's like, he's always, always exactly dead on to what the character he's established would be. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, so I think, you know, it's all great. And I, I like the, um, you know, I, I like sort of the expanded cast. I like the, I, I tend to like the Delgado master, even the relationship gets a little weird for me, but, um, uh, so yeah, solid, solid swing, uh, but not quite connecting. So yeah, so I put that in, in sort of that, that category of, of, uh, nice tries. Um, but, well, yeah. where that ends up <clears throat> after we put it into the old supercomputer, <laughs> we end up with the hunger Earth, cold blood at a 91 out of mm. 108. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so near definitely, definitely in the bottom. Um, and then Sea Devils at 77. Um, so we were more in agreement on that one. Um, but uh, and we still have a really great. Uh, I love the top 10 here. We have the 11th Hour, Inferno, Silence in the Library, Robot, Blink, Aztecs, Genesis of the Daleks, Runaway Bride, Tooth and Claw, Empty Child. I mean, that's a great that's yeah, a great 10 story. Good that, weekend. That is like you know, folks. You almost, almost, you should almost hope for COVID because that would be that would just it would fly by that that weekend right. or week That's out right. of college, fly right by. Well, look, if uh, you're hoping for COVID, um, if, if, you better if, get it soon because it's on the way out, folks. So you better out, get guys. your COVID soon. Get your COVID. Get it while it's hot. Get it while it's contagious. <laughs> And what's cool uh, is if you get it in like four months, everybody's going to be like, oh, you're just getting it. You're like, seriously, you have COVID? Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, but if you are home sick with COVID, uh, please go to mindprobe.show. You can see notes from old episodes. You can see but I'll get those up. Yeah, you can see our rankings. Uh, You can see John and I separately. You can rank them by doctor. You can do all sorts of things. You can subscribe to the podcast, which, of course, we'd love if you did that or throw us a ranking if you'd like that. And of course, we don't say this often enough, but by the way, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Guys, we look, we don't have some PR team out there. We don't have that. How does the word get out? It gets out because you you put it out there. So we appreciate well, also, it. Also, it can get out that. in cross promotion. Oh uh, yes, cross promotion. Folks, uh, I have appeared on another podcast. What? Um, uh, and that that sounds like a like a ghostly sighting. Like I was just in, <laughs> <laughs> like it surprised you. <laughs> like you're like, oh, I appeared on this. <laughs> uh, no, I was invited to join the Hidden History Happy Hour uh, with Brian and Alex. These are two friends of mine, uh, and uh, they do a, a say it again. It's the history. Say it again. The Hidden history. history Happy Hour. Hidden History Happy Hour. Uh, it is a wonderful podcast where uh, they tell interesting and obscure stories. 
stories uh, from history uh, and uh, and have a few drinks uh, while they're doing it. And so they, they recently recorded um, from a live audience in Denver, Colorado. I happened to be there uh, and they invited me on as their guest mixologist, uh, perhaps seeing all the, the delightful probe teenies and things. Uh, and so, uh, yes, I was on and chatted about uh, the cocktail that I made for them. Um, and uh, it was an interesting uh, so a little teaser. The, the, one of the stories they told, well, they, they told two stories. One was about a cannibal, a main character of cannibalism in Colorado back in the, uh, in the 1800s. Hmm. Um, and another one was very interesting was a story story of a Russian doctor uh, who was in the uh, Arctic um, and developed appendicitis. Uh, he, but he was the expedition's doctor and they couldn't get him out. So he had to remove his own appendix, uh, which uh, it was quite a harrowing tale. Um, wow. <laughs> well, the other shocked people had to sit there and <laughs> slap him every few minutes to be like, wake up, you're in the middle of your appendix thing. Um, I, I'm sure they weren't quite as casual. Hey, he's still in the <laughs> panic thing. Um, but anyway, a fascinating and wonderful podcast. Um, they're on their third or fourth episode at this point. So and you can I, go I, to uh, hiddenhistoryhappyhour.com. dot com. Yep, can see and those uh, um, uh, you know, and I, I appeared. Uh, you're, that's going to be your your no, not the mind probe sighting because I mentioned Ooh. on that. So, um, so they have, uh, I, I think, uh, uh, thousands of listeners. Uh, so I we welcome uh, Hidden History Happy Hour uh, listeners to the podcast, and um, uh, please enjoy uh, Paul. Uh, <laughs> yes, Paul. You know what to do. Go yeah. listen. No, but wait. We don't, have, we don't want Paul to listen to any other podcasts. <laughs> what if he gonna... finds out they're better? <laughs> oh, mm. He only has one dog to walk, and then he's gonna listen. He's gonna walk the dog, listen to some other podcast, and then he'll be in the bin. Yeah, boy. Speaking of, uh, uh, Paul sends his best uh, listeners uh, and um, uh, noted uh, that uh, uh, he's now trying to follow along with us uh, um, to the extent he can find Classic Who on the Daily Motion website. So he's watching it at twice standard speed uh, and, and other various mechanisms to avoid the, the BBC detection. Um, uh, and uh, yes, was enjoying our commentary about how the seventh Doctor showrunner loved using, quote, theater lovies uh, that none of us kids remembered, which is what we talked about in the, the last episode on paradise tower so uh thanks uh stay with us paul uh even though you can you can now uh, bifurcate your attention to a second podcast but don't uh, keep your powder dry for mind don't start communicating with other people uh and generally. if you want to read if you want to reach out to us you can write us at porter at mindprobe.show or john at mindprobe.show we'd love to hear from you we will we will certainly read your email on the air every time uh, we uh we we check that email constantly while we're recording we the definitely show, would check we it yeah i mean we, we definitely will check it, it. And we, we would definitely talk about your email on the show yeah. uh, so unless it's like unless it's uh unless it's slash fiction uh like if, if there's like you know about us hooking up or something like that i, I don't guess know if, if it's like go into that yeah if it's like hate speech i guess we wouldn't repeat your awful hate speech and like i don't want to get into your personal life but some of the things you would think about writing us uh, yeah. cross a line and you know but i guess if it's not those two things we would yeah, read that right. on the air right. that's fine that's fine we um, would prefer you write and about tell God. us your favorite episode of benson uh, yes, yes. We prefer you write in. No, I've seen it. It's been it's been months since we talked about Benson on the uh, show, and I think that's what people uh, listen for. <laughs> I think that's right. Well, you know, I, why'd you stop listening? to No, not the mind pro. Ah, they stopped talking about Benson. Isn't that a Doctor well, Who podcast? Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to ask you, what do we have in store for next episode? Are we talking about Benson? Yeah, it's, uh, it's Benson week on oh, No, no it's uh, art imitates life imitates art. Let's, let's get in touch with the artist. Let's class this sucker up a little, folks. Um, we have the uh, the fantastic, uh, I'm going to tip my hand here, uh, Vincent and the Doctor, which brings uh, the great Richard Curtis uh, to Doctor Who as a writer. Oh, wow. Um, it's the next story with uh, 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 Matt and Karen, who I'll call them since, you know, we're into almost into a full season. I didn't even call them Matt yeah. and Karen. Now. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we pick up from where Legopolis left off, uh, which is the end of the, uh, the Fourth Doctor era, with the very first Fifth Doctor story, um, uh, Castrovalva, uh, which is because uh, Fifth Doctor Tegan, Nissa, Adric, the Master. It's just a, a cast of thousands. Uh, and they're all in an MC Escher, basically. Well, John, uh, that is exciting. We can't wait to hear that episode. Well, I won't hear it. I'll have to record it first and do it, yeah. and then I will. <laughs> Here, but I can't wait to hear it after I What is on it. the edge of his seat to find out <laughs> what happens? <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm excited to listen to this uh, Hidden History Happy Hour. This some of the other and just scamming through some of the other stories that they talk about that they definitely I like these little arcane bits of history that they look really yeah. really cool. There's a little history out there. Apparently so Alex the guy who this is very active on the Twitter, which apparently people post things on uh, that's right that's of stuff uh, i'm aware of it oh. you, you're retaining your twitter account i retain my twitter account i come on there and then i publish my comics through that by the way you can please go to patreon.com yeah. slash quarter mason and support me on patreon and my comics um but my comic recently has i i put out the comics on a twitter account just for that and uh, recently it was like plugged by another cartoonist Ooh. and it instantly made my Twitter account like worthwhile because you know when you post on Twitter and no one's really following it's like or any social media yeah. it's like well what's what's the point like well, why why is it you know out there I so need now I have just a little bit of a following so that when I put on new comics you know a few people <laughs> are, are reading them and interacting with them it's like oh okay well now this is worthwhile well do they um, do what, uh, what they famously did in college Square quotes, quarter inch uh, cartoon. Uh, yes, I'll do it. How people would compliment Porter is that they would see him in places and say, Hey, I read your cartoon today. Yeah. Right? No information. <laughs> I'm aware. So please do that on Twitter. <laughs> Mindprobe.show.